you look well rested, Jim. <laughs> I, I've just got my uh, my my pre my pre shot of digital health nap in. <laughs> I'm Isn't ready to it go. amazing? The, these days, uh, last week, Maureen and I actually disconnected for like two days, and we're like, "Oh my god, wow, that felt so good." Um, and actually, yeah. today, now you guys. Are you guys disconnecting for this break we're in? Uh, so tomorrow we're going to disconnect. Uh, today we still had our 2021 Your Coach Health Planning meeting with uh, with the oh, team. Wow. So uh, just kind of hit the ground running. But um, yeah, it's been, listen, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy year. But uh, you know what? Since this is our kind of New Year's celebration, you and I. Yep, absolutely. Um, I get some, some dingle. Thanks, uh, Jen. Oh, here, <laughs> nice. I uh, you're ginning, and I am Glenn Fittiching. Glenn Fittiching, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm I'm actually super grateful to Michelle. Right, we asked her uh, on the last episode uh, if we should um, if we should do this today or not, or just give it a break a little. Right, right. Give um, ourselves um, a little week off. Yeah, I mean, I guess. She kind of, I don't know, like I, I felt a little ashamed because like, well, why break such a streak if we did it every week? Right. Actually, she kind of built us into it. You've done, I, I, you've gone this far. Why not do the last week? Right. And I counted, I could have been wrong, but I just kind of went by and this uh, in, includes two awesome people from Health Beacon as well. But we had 36 guests plus right. our better halves. So 38 right. guests this year right. um and and again jim joyce that's what everybody wants me to start uh, I've, I've gotten feedback like you got to start with jim joyce it's wednesday so um <laughs> it's a good name for that my my wife uh, calls it doing the jim joyce you know kind of the Dude. hey jim <laughs> so first of all cheers uh cheers you know you on a successful 2020 pandemic year maybe may, may we never live another <laughs> Yeah, another another week, another vaccine, right? Approved, so that's that's also great news. Yep, at least in UK, yeah, right. I think. Yeah, yeah, we've got the AstraZeneca. We're kind of guiding the world through this whole uh, survival. I, I think when I was thinking about you, were talking about what we're going to kind of wrap up. You know, there's a lot of podcasts and they're doing their year end wrap ups. But actually, thinking back on what you're saying about Michelle, and she's talking about the consistency, right? Like she seems like she was a coach, like Michelle Longmire from Medible. Mm -hmm. You know, she talked about her sports and, you know, we had a lot of people in the consistency, right? Yeah. So your, your thought on consistency in managing mental health. Man, um, so I think, uh, again, and I, I've said this a couple of times when we sort of packed our bags uh, from Berlin very quickly to come to US, um, I think you sort of felt me like we were, you know, quarantine at Marina's uncle's house and it was just going through the funding round, almost collapsed as this thing hit, right? Um, I, I, I was in a shitty place really right and i i loved your kind of text or call or i don't like let's do this we've been talking about this so i think this consistency that you and i have had you know week right. to week it's um you know there's many things to look forward to but it's you know obviously a, a key component of that week and knowing right. that you know you and i will bs a bit and you know some days have a drink um and have guests, right? Like it's, uh, it'd be awesome. 
Sebastiano brought my card in. Ah, okay, <laughs> awesome. Just for us two, all right. <laughs> actually, I said thirty-eight guests. Yeah, we we actually had some of our kids. Not everybody wanted to show their faces and show right. up. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's them. amazing. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I, th I think the consistency though was really interesting because I found it too. Like I'm, you know, probably like you, uh, quite motivated and quite go at it. But I actually find that the consistency of having like, hey, okay, listen, we're going to have a predictable, positive conversation twice a week, right? Yep. Like yep. It's like, no one's going to be giving you a hard time and, and it's going to, you know, attempt to be productive, but not at the cost of having fun, you know, having a positive. <laughs> fun must be included for sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> But, you know, um, I, I mean, I think uh, also actually just remember this uh, year 2020 continuing on the mental health. Um, so, again, you know, thanks for dragging me out. And I think that that personally helped me a lot. And then Marco um, Mowinkle uh, tagged me, if you remember. And then I guess everybody who I tagged were cursing me out. But I honestly, th those 25 push-ups, 25 days to raise right. awareness for mental health disorders, um, a, just from uh, my my own personal well-being, it helped me. But B, right. you know, I, I, you know, I saw you doing them on, you know, Facebook, right. I think, and others in other places. So it was, um, yeah. you know, consistency again, right? It's 25 days, 25 push-ups, consistency. I, right. I was trying to do 30 for 30 and then 40 to 40, but I dropped off. I'll be frank with you. Uh, right. I, Steve, right. Steve Sanchez is going to... Uh, bust my chops because uh you know he was pushing me to keep doing 30 for 30 and i was doing them for a while yeah and steve was doing them with you too right like see what yeah yeah guys. yeah no that was interesting too because i think you know i think we want to do a little bit of reflection on this on the the reason for shot of digital health was around helping people with um how do you mentally get through this time right or how do you get through any time that's kind of tricky right um and the, the push-ups were interesting because that was also like so it was a little bit of a public commitment like a transparent public commitment, you're going to go yeah. on there, you know, and not every day you're going to feel like Superman and racking out 25 push-ups, but it's doable, right? It's doable. It's predictable. Yeah. And, and you're doing it and you get a little bit of credit for it publicly. You feel like you're investing in your health. I also um, got shit for it for, from people saying that I don't do them properly. And of course, they're the ones that would get tagged next day. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, I, but I think that's actually for me, if I look back on the kind of learnings from the mental health, like that consistency and, you know, and then in not taking it, even if you're a positive person and you're not taking your mental health for granted, right? Like it's kind of like mental health in this whole issue of digital health and its application of mental health and not taking it for granted, right? Just because you're positive I mean, one. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, positive or not, extroverted or introverted does not prevent uh you know mental health challenges right uh and right. other neurological impacts <laughs> so i right. i think it's super important for you know brain overall brain health right um right. and uh, it's been um and actually you know i um i i met um this awesome guy joshua haynes um he's a partner at a um a mental wellness impact fund masawa Mas masawa right. masawa dot dot fund actually um, and I did reach out just before this um, because they've gathered some interesting statistics uh, and I'm not going to read them all, but I'll just kind of fly through because, you know, I, I think, you know, you can hold up the C-19 sign um, brought into light 
um, all of the challenges and issues we've had as a society, specifically around mental health, right? I, I actually, I mean, not to mention a lot of the comorbidities and broad kind of health and wellness back onto, I think, some of the agendas, both for employer perspective, et cetera. But just to give you, I mean, this is a crazy stat. I mean, it's from 2018. Um, you know, does everyone receive the treatment they need, for example? There are huge treatment gaps, right? Um, and one of the stats is in Africa, and this is UCT out of 2018. There's all, over 90% treatment gap just in Africa alone, right? Um, okay. You know, who is impacted? I mean, one in seven people globally. I mean, this is it's crazy, right? Like you one count in seven, seven people. people. One in seven people globally. So 11 to 18% have one or more mental or substance use disorders. I mean- wow. These, these numbers are just um, absolutely insane. So um, do check out Masawa, Masawa. I, you know, I'll have to ask Joshua how to ask the question, uh, how to pronounce it. Masawa, I think, dot fund slash statistics. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff. They, um, they also gathered super interesting. Um, I, I guess they link to it's over like 11 to 1200 startups in mental health space. So, um, you know, interesting to watch. Um, and the broad range of startups, not just digital, well, with a digital component or. I mean, I, I don't know what startup today does not have a digital component. I'd be actually curious to find out if anybody from the audience knows, I, I would love that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, a very broad range. I mean, from some neurodiagnostics uh, to, you know, kind of mental health, more typical kind of behavior health and therapies, et cetera. Yeah. So, you know what stuck um, with me? You know what stuck with me when you were talking about the inbound that's coming with health coach? And it just stuck with me when you talked about the people that were reaching out to get access to kind of like health coaching services. And they were like, you know, people with really, really um, heavy kind of mental health, kind of, you know, combined yep. with obesity and these real kind of heart jerking, uh, you know, use cases where like, hey, I need help, you know, and how that's yeah, so I mean with your own business. Yeah, I mean, just for our viewers and listeners, because I'm not sure, um, we've we've decided, I mean, as a young company, we decided to do a little bit of an experiment just a few months ago, um, more to test the waters, because while our, our company is for coaches to manage their business, we're experimenting with a number of models. And one of them, we now just put out, like, I'm a coach, so I can go and create my pro you know, practice program, or I need a coach we're not putting one penny of advertising, no SEO for consumers. We now have close to 500 requests. And this is wow. back to some of the statistics. I mean, it's, it's insane. We, we've seen about 40% are around behavior and mental uh, health right. issues. Um, but right. interestingly enough, again, people are looking at it like, how do I reach my goals? How do I stay consistent? How do I, the other right. 30 or 40 is around kind of weight management and there's a long tail um, gut health is up there. You know, so the gut brain connection, I think people wow. are doing more research and, and recognizing that. So super fascinating to see. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, on one side, again, C19, I think pushed quite a lot of us to develop new habits, right? Um, right. right. Including consistency in our pat podcasting, right? But I know, yeah. you know, we've, we've had, you know, the 36, 38 guests, and I know in some some of them we've asked the question like how are you handling and how dealing with it like what's right. what's your recollection i to be honest i i don't until we we come up with our book yeah <laughs> i mean i think i well, I, I think the fact that this started off as a theme and you talked about 
you know, hey, me being kind of a little bit of a positive voice and say, hey, let's try something, you know, a bit fun and, and you know, hey, listen, if it's not fun, we'll, we'll stop it, right? And, or if it's not, if we don't feel good about it. And then the same thing for me, I remember going through, I don't know what I was going through, but I remember, you know, there was some moment and maybe it was the funding round. I can't even remember the detail, but I remember really dragging myself into the, into the show. And then it was like, but then, then it was like a bit like a drug. It was like, Hey, I was back on, <laughs> I yep. was performing again, you know, it's like back I on stage. Back, <laughs> back on stage. <laughs> like it's all on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I remember you pulling me back out later on. And I think we talked about that as like, that was a reoccurring theme. So each of the guests, yep. I think, you know, when I look back at the guests, I think we had like Lisa on at the beginning and I remember feeling her anxiety, you know, in California was going into lockdown. Yep. Yep. And I remember feeling that in her talking about that and, you know, and so I was, I, so I was reflecting and then, you know, then we went to Rob and I think Rob was one of the first ones that was really calling it out saying, Hey, you know, you know, Hey, we, you know, is this COVID, you know, sorry, I'll put the sign up again. Is this a good thing or a bad thing for digital health companies? And he's like, it's a net positive man, but, you know, this underlying mental health issue. So he was kind of really flagging this as like, this is going to be a massive trend. It was kind of obvious to everyone, but he was articulating it the way he yep. does. And then, you know, then we had Kristen uh, Milburn and I, mean, I won't hit all of them, but like, yeah, I think Kristen yeah, yeah. kind of, we said, let's bring in some music here. Right. And I think, you know, we had John Brownlee who um, Wait, talked about music and ayahuasca. Yeah, music in ayahuasca. So we were trying to have her take us to Peru, <laughs> take us through the whole ayahuasca experience, tripping out. And, you know, what she's doing. So she was, she seemed really connected with that, right? The breathing yep. exercises, um, the use of music to affect it. You know, we talked in one of the podcasts and we brought John Brownlee on later on. That's right. And he was talking about the, you know, the impact of an Andrea Bocelli song, you know, right at, um, you know, to kind of. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was like, there was this kind of music theme happening. And, you know, my other, you know, I kind of put, was putting down some notes. I thought like, like Bill uh, Toronto, when he had him on, he just said something to me, like, you know, I'm like, hey, Bill, because he looked quite good. I'm like, you look fit, you look good. He was by his pool. He's like, yeah, I'm doing lots of exercise and I'm, you know, not traveling as much. And so, yep. and, you know, but then you, then he immediately went in, hey, listen, I have a personal goal to not get hooked up to a ventilator. You know, I don't remember saying he said something like that. that some, some, something around that. Yeah. But, yeah, but I remember him also that. saying like some of those habits because of lots of travel and eating out and all of that, you know, actually mm. helped him. Right. So, again, it depends on sort of how you as an individual interpret that situation for yourself right. and what you do about it. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I, you know, joke around with Marina, but it's like, you know, uh, is this a kickoff to my media career, right? I mean, you know, you, <laughs> which by the way, so tomorrow with my break um, is actually yeah. going to be um, reviewing and re-listening. So unlike this, where I just put this stuff up, right? Right after this, right. Um, right. the uh, the podcast that I'm cheating on you with, uh, with the the Mr. Kendall. Yeah, we, we uh, you know, I recorded already, I think, eight episodes uh but there's you know there's quite a lot uh just you know re-listening to it and all of that so but anyway the, the reason i'm saying like i'm also trying to stay consistent and still you know right. kind of a thousand percent of the time spent with your coach but then i need sort of parts of my other parts of my brain right, right. um doing some of you know i wouldn't say yeah more kind creative. of feeding each other i think that's yeah. really interesting i remember like 
I, by the way, I listened to your, I just, it came up in my podcast, you and Dan talking about the, the digital oh. therapeutic podcast. So I just oh, listened Dan, to it. Dan actually, re- okay, I'll, I'll ping him. I, I think he was pinging me something that he was going to pump it out there. Um, yeah, no, so I'll- I just listened to it. I, I okay. So one of my mental health tricks is I do this ice swimming. Remember, you know, I, and so I was actually, yeah. I was biking out. I was going to meet Martin Kelly out at the uh, 40 foot in Dublin. And we were jumping into 7.4 degree water. water. Wow. Yeah, you know, minus or whatever, minus one outside. Minus. And it was, it was freaking freezing. But um, so we jumped in, we were kind of, you know, but anyways, on the way out, I was listening to your podcast with Dan and I actually thought um, that that was one of the best conversations I've heard you do. So I thought your flow uh, with Dan and, and actually him as well, like you guys kind of actually interplayed right in the, and you described the digital therapeutic space, what you're doing thought it was really smooth awesome thank you you know it's funny and and you know he i remember doing the podcast with him where we would just record voice right so it would be i forget what tool he was using etc and we actually did this over zoom so he you know because the dynamic like to me i can't imagine doing a podcast so everybody who i'm recording with now right um is i'm actually asking them to do video also so you know look nice just in case we want to use it but uh, right. I, I can't imagine just talking on the phone without a video and recording it. But anyway, um, yeah. no, I appreciate the yeah. appreciate the, the the feedback. Yeah, no, I thought but, it was um, great, and I, you know, I'm really excited about that. And you were, ta- and I thought, I thought it was interesting. You know, we're kind of rambling the conversation here, but I thought it was interesting how you know breaking down these digital therapeutics, and you know, it's fundamentally about cognitive behavior, and you know, how do you unpack like what's the real impact to the consumer, to the people buying these things? Like, what's the role? Because yeah you know, digital health uh, therapeutics is going to drag the consumer into the decision and the impact. And because that's what it's all about, right? Like, how do you improve Which, the Honestly, I mean, my, my two cents on it, and of course, you know, as I interview more and more leaders in the space, I think I, you know, I'll get more data points. And I think I mentioned, you know, I'm not a practitioner. And this is why it's actually interested me because I've been fascinated by it. But right. I think my, my quick small prediction for 21 is that we'll actually see much more of that separation on prescription digital therapeutic and companies taking their own market access route uh, and others that are not still using, it's not a negative term, but cuddling more with pharma, right? Right. Um, And then as Brian Dolan, who who is actually working with me on this podcast, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, we're always going to have a journalistic view of or journalistic question from Brian and I'll use his research where available. So we do no research, you and I, but I kind of have to do it. (laughs) So um, I think the third one, he kind of looks at it also as, you know, employer market. So, you know, kind of the channel that you enter as well. So there's a ways to dissect by my short prediction on this is we'll see, sort of the companies that are making their own path with pure prescription digital therapeutic will just go fast, fast ahead. Um, I, that's my. Oh, you think the prescription is going to out, outplay the consumer led? No, I'm saying the prescription, uh, the speed of those companies that are going their own market access versus the ones that are cuddling with pharma and a drug, right. Or particular yeah. molecular therapy will go much faster. hundred um, percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, I, I, I'll back you up in that prediction, man. I a hundred percent. And I'm really reflecting on that a lot too. Um, you know, in my own company and, you know, we're, you know, we, we're looking to probably do some type of consumerization of our own offering, 
2021. Um, and, and largely because of that, because we see the consumers are kind of almost like begging for the technology, but we have to spend all this time convincing, you know, big healthcare systems or pharmaceutical companies to adopt it as a system solution. And that, that decision so slow. Yeah, you know, no, exactly. If the consumer saying, "Hey, I need it. Let me get it. I'll pay for it, or I'll lobby my insurance companies, or you know, or I'll ask my doctor for it." You know, um, I mean, I, yeah. if I rewind back when you were just starting the company, I mean, honestly, I still remember that moment where the excited Jim Joyce runs over. This was a health 2.0. I forget the location in London, <laughs> but and you're like pulling up. Let me let me show you this PDF, the mock-up, and I'm like, wow, this is like an apple for syringes, right? Like, right. I mean, right. I, I don't know, like that's how I think I, I right. called, right? I mean, it, it was beautiful interface even as a concept of it. So, right. you know, when you were starting company, you thought of consumer first. Right. Yes, your channel 100%. is not, but. Yeah, 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 no. So we have something exciting and planned on that side, but I think that's definitely, I'm fascinated by that. And I'm also fascinated, like I'm going to listen to your podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm fascinated by, the interplay, right? Like this idea, this idea that they can't necessarily live. Like if you think about it, like I was listening to one podcast, um, was his name, Tim Ferriss. And he was talking about how to get, um, he had built his company up in like vitamins or, you know, a vitamins company originally. And he would say the classic move would, would be, you would go, if you created a new vitamin, you would go get consumer acceptance by doing direct selling on your website. Mm -hmm. And then once you got that, you would go to Trader Joe's you know, or you would go somewhere else. And you wonder if these companies that are going to first running into the big sophisticated pharmaceutical healthcare systems, but not having the consumer adoption of the tech and the consumer buy-in on that means that they don't have anything to bargain with in those big companies, right? Yeah. Like they don't have, you know, can they live together, right? Yeah, I, I think, honestly, I know we've been saying like every year is a defining year for digital health, but like, I mean, to me, the the consumer piece, and I think, you know, majority of the world waking up to digital tools, you know, yeah. every morning. Um, and to me, that's not a prediction anymore, right? It's just a given. Um, and, right. you know, the question is, does it stick? And actually, I mean, the other aspect, right? Like, I think uh, over the course of this year, uh, the whole sort of primary care telemedicine, you know, where does that, or, you know, just, uh, I guess, clinics, right? Like the minute clinics, that's all right. sort of merging together with, I actually think some more self-care, right? Because I think there is more realization that, you know, right. maybe there's not enough beds in the hospital anymore, or maybe there's not enough right. doctors right. to see you, right? Um, so I think that's what, um, I just saw a picture was posted, I think Shafi posted in uh, in London, there's a queue of 60 plus ambulances into the ER room. I, I didn't see which hospital it is. So, you know, right. just think about that. So the whole primary right. care, virtual care, telecare, and neighborhood care, well, I think right. it's going to be interesting play like Iora Health, One Medical and Teladoc, right? Or Amwell. Right. Um, we'll, I think we'll see either A, more consolidation slash partnerships. Um, yeah. Where, yeah. 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 I mean, do we want to move into predictions? Do we want to move predictions out for mental health or just flow with it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just flow with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I was thinking about. Because actually, I was saying I'm usually I did a little bit of preparation, probably because I have so much time. We're we're taking I'm taking a proper break right now, like over the Good last for you. week. Good for you. But yeah, I think predictions. I was thinking about predictions. I think it's going to be a hard one to call next year in terms of 
I was thinking about this, I, this thematic of like, um, like infrastructure versus uh, experience, like, you know, how that we now have, you know, what happened in, in 2020, we now have all these uh, capital market, this, these funding opportunities that didn't exist before. You know, when, when I think about when I was funding Health Beacon at the originally, they would say, Jim, tell me who the three or four acquisition targets are for Health Beacon. And to be honest with you, it was kind of a little bit of a guess, right? Like it was, it, you know, we had people, there's people that sell into pharmaceuticals and we have approached there. There's mm -hmm. people that are in the, you know, injection device manufacturers. And, and, then, and then we'd have other people that reach out to us. And so we were like, it was almost a list was too big and wasn't scoped in. And then now um, we have, you know, SPACs coming into the healthcare system and consolidating and creating big companies. You know, we have material acquisitions. We've had, we've had companies that have gone public and yep. we still have the private markets funding these things, but they have these, you know, you know, these acquisition opportunities here. So it just feels like, I guess, like speed, right? You know, is like, I, that's how I would describe it. Meaning there's going to be more, it's going to be a year of deal making is my thought. Oh yeah. You know, it's. We, yeah. we haven't seen, I don't think we, we've, I think we're going to see another couple of dozen SPACs next year, yeah. just in health or digital health or health care. I, I, um, right. But, you know, I think my longer term, and I, th I know you and I chatted kind of about this, but my, my longer term, I mean, it's, it's hard enough to integrate companies, you know, when they are, when they know right. their business model, they're executing on it. And it's, uh, it's mainly around culture. Right, uh, those are the right. big ones. These are mostly young companies. I mean, again, right? We had uh, Jamie Edwards on, right, as uh, as part of the UpHealth back. I mean, you know, right. combined they're doing about a hundred million, which is not insignificant, but it's still each it's one of right. them are young companies, right, with their own sort right. of you know feel, and they're still figuring out each one of them the pricing. So the concept is great. Um, the question right. becomes to me as we see more of these specs and more rolling up, like. Are we drying it up? Because I, I mean, I would venture to say there's great companies out there, but when you put them together, that integration culture, who's the CEO? Right. I, I think we're going to see a failure. Right. When I was going, when I was looking back through this, you know, through the year, and I was thinking, uh, we asked Francesca the question: um, Is the fun over? You know, in digital health care, I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember we asked that. Her, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We asked her, was the fun over? And and she kind of said, I hope so. You know, I hope the suits you know, come in and start to kind of take this stuff seriously, the big systems start to kind of adopt it. Because we're thinking about how much fun we have as kind of innovators in digital health and going to conferences. And, and she's like, I hope it's fun over. But then, I, you know, I, then I hope the suits kind of shed their shoots and wear, you know, don't head, hate, meditate t-shirts. And <laughs> this was kind of, this is her, I just listened to her a few minutes. Hey, ago. I have one of those. Yeah, yeah. That's probably from you. Yeah, from, from you. So, but so next year is like, for, if you think about for those SPACs to go well, they have to have really so, uh, sophisticated professionalized management systems, right? Like it's kind of, you know, where, you know, where they're yeah. making hard decisions about how to knit these companies together, how to integrate them, which is very different than, you know, meeting Jim Joyce at a conference and exciting you about what Health Beacon could do, right? Like that's a very different skill set. That's a different type of manager. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think, 
they'll they'll get there. You know, my my only thing is there's just um, you know we won't see it next year. I think next year will be a lot right. more excitement about these packs, right? And right. I mean, there's still a lot of liquidity in the overall market, right? And so I think it's a another yet another vehicle. Right. Uh, but I, I think, you know, let's fast forward three, four years. Um, I mean, I don't know the stats on M&A um, and, right. and, you know, mergers uh, specifically. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I, I, I think, you know, but the fun is never over. That's my comment a bit, right. right? Because, I mean, you know, just when you think you're done innovating, there's, uh, I just saw a stat somewhere today. Uh, I think Manish sent it to me, like an excerpt. Um, the globally, there's been more new company registrations than I think ever before or something. I don't want to, you know, I'll, I'll, right. I'll look up the stat, but it, it was amazing. Like, I think U.S. alone, 86 percent. Let me let me, uh, you know, um, it, it was in total in total company registrations. So I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, the coronavirus pandemic. Ah has triggered a surge in number of businesses being set up in many of the world's largest economies. And I'll skip over. US, UK, France, Germany, and Japan have all logged substantial increases in new company registrations in just recent months alone, despite the severe blow. In US, business formation applications were up 82% in three months to September, compared with the same quarter the previous year. So entrepreneur spirit, is alive and well and right. i actually think we're going to see more fun and more yes hard hard you know the school of hard knocks right miles, hard miles, <laughs> a lot yeah, of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. but if, if i get specific just so that we can go back and look at this podcast in uh in december uh 30th yep. of 2021 and we look back my prediction specifically will be um more funding so the funding, whatever funding went in in 2020, which was one of the best years, it'll be higher. You know, so that's going to be up. The deal making, more deal making, you know, you said more public companies. I'll, I'll go with you on the more specs. So I think we're going to see more deals, you know, uh, more acquisitions, you know, because that was really 2020 was the first year that we saw, you know, the end of 2019, the first deals got out of the gates you know, the Lavongos and the Health Catalysts and the, I can't think of the other one. Um, and then boom, you know, 2020, you know, 2020, we saw things like, we see things like Up Health and this, you know, some of these other interesting deals. So I think we're going to just, we're going to skate right into it. And a lot of this funding is going to shift. It's like tech funding is going to shift to healthcare, you know, and so you're going to see these big companies, Apple making a play in healthcare, Amazon making a play in healthcare. I mean, they are. Google making yep. a play in healthcare and, and, you know, Microsoft in bigger, more material ways to their own companies. So that's going to just change the whole dynamic, right? Like the dynamic's going to be flailing. <laughs> I, I so f fully agree. I think the whole, um, you know, I know we've been talking about digital health, but I think the, the biotech, so, you know, the Moderna's and BioNTech, right? The, the Pfizer, I think brought a whole new level, right? Um, of a platform. I mean, if you think about what those two vaccines are, they're basically right. code that is injected right. in you. I mean, you know, I'm, right. I'm not, I'm no expert, right? I actually listened to a great A16Z, Chris Hogg recommended it on Twitter. Um, yeah, love that podcast. One. That was great. That was fantastic with the Moderna like they built CEO. the vaccine in like 72 hours or something like that. In office, that 40, 48 hours, 48 uh, hours after receiving uh, the Chinese. DNA sequence. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, all, all over software. So, 
but I think, you know, while it's for vaccine and, you know, the, the mRNA technology has been out there, right? And then forgotten. Right. I mean, again, I learned that a lot of that in the podcast. Um, I think we're going to see more innovation in, in that space for, you know, oncology, right? As an example. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, so yeah. And, and, up. and the state that... And, and, uh, and I'm going to just give, because he wanted a trifecta, uh, Craig Lipset. So I think maybe, you know, in, in early next year, we'll have him on to talk about more in the clinical trials uh, 100%, as well. Yeah. So shout out to you, Craig. Trifecta. Yeah, Craig, you know, you know, the other person we have to get on here um, is, uh, is Jeff Berkowitz too. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. I reconnected with him after years back from Metco slash Walgreens day. So that's crazy. Right, yeah, right, right. Right. He's one of our loyalists. And I found out he's sitting on the board of a major Irish company here, which um, I saw uh, that. You know, yeah. back soon. But yeah, you no, know, I, I think that um, that that whole, you know, that role that the pharmaceutical companies played in 2020, like so their stocks are just, you know, they're just people just see. Yeah. Societally, they're just so important right now. So any of the kind of the you know, the bad news bears around pricing, you know, kind of attitudes and that stuff is kind mm -hmm. of abated, right, in some ways, because and then 2021, we're going to be living with this for the first half of the year. So, you know, so they're going to have, um, I think the role that pharma plays is just going to become more and more important. And that's not going to start to claw back until the end of the year, 2022, I'd say. So to follow your thing, uh, your comment, if we're watching this again, so my my prediction, we will see a much larger pipeline in the biotech space next year. Okay. Yeah. Much bigger larger. pipeline I, of these kind of MNRA, mRNA style, you know, yep. the capacity to create new co compounds really quickly and, and code them. Yep. 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 Um, and then while we had, we talked about SPAC, I also want to talk about APAC, right? Because I, you know, that's my other prediction that I think um, while APAC has been, you know, lots of activities, right? I mean, if you think about, you know, Ping On Doctor, just as, a, as an example, with, I think they hit over 300 million this year, right? Um, yeah. Um, I, I think just because a lot of the APAC countries came, well, uh, at at least parts of it, right, came out much quicker out of this. Um, right. I mean, to p perfect example, I think uh, either digital health or telemedicine was actually illegal in South Korea, as an example, up until now, right? right? right and we right, think right. of, you know, South Korea is one of one of probably most wired countries, right? Um, and so right. think about the unleashing of innovation that just happened as well. Right. So I think we're going to spring ahead and I think APAC will actually go much quicker, faster um, and, and leapfrog just yeah, because so, of necessity. So let's talk a little bit of like maybe downside predictions here a little bit too. I think that there's no downsides, I, dude. No, no downsides. Downside. <laughs> <laughs> chat, chat opportunities. opportunities. Yes. So, so, so the you know, the early stage, so companies entering the market, so digital health tech entering the system right now is going to have to face, you know, is going to have a higher cost of entry, in my opinion. So, you know, the requirement to meet, you know, HIPAA and data standards, and even just the sheer competition that already exists in the market, you know, in terms of other technology platforms that might be doing something similar. So the, the type of startups that will get that will get initiated, I think, 
will be from very experienced players. You know, so you're going to see this kind of, you know, move towards kind of experienced entrepreneurs, almost like the med tech sector. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Right. And I think uh, we've started to see that already. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I remember if I put my 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 old hat on, you know, prior to this January, we were looking for teams like, you know, one person, uh, you know, geek in the garage was no longer enough. Right. Like it needed to be a you know cross expertise team. Um, and so I think the market has matured over the last decade. And I think right. this year brought it, you know, back to kind of your comment, is the fun over? No, I don't think it's over. But, um, you know, I mean, to be concrete, I do still, there. there's going to be tons and tons of young companies and young startups, right? Um, but I think the, the age will be, uh, you know, by who it was started will be right. much more experienced entrepreneurs. Maybe yeah, yeah, I'm just saying it because I went back into entrepreneurship, you know, as a recovering executive again. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think there's, I think there's an interesting opportunity for people, which is that what you didn't have in the past, like I, I, you know, like, you know, you Marina doing health coach, you know, you couldn't have gone and worked for a company that, that does what you do or some analogous company. Like I couldn't have, like there, there weren't big companies that were doing like what I do. So if I was a young person, you know, entering into that space and my ability to kind of like in Silicon Valley, it's like, I'm going to go work for a Google or an Amazon or a Facebook or whatever the mm -hmm. other hundred tech startup Salesforce, learn something from them and then go start my own, my own company. So I think you're going to have this cadre of maybe, you know, 10 kind of top tier digital health tech companies that young entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or future entrepreneurs can go work for. So Jim, let's, you know, you know how there's the PayPal mafia that they said, yeah. like there'll be a health beacon and your coach mafia coming out, right? Like <laughs> exactly. all the, all the youngins, I know I've introduced you to a bunch and vice versa. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah. talent, just amazing talents all around the amazing world talent. that are knocking on our door, you know, because maybe because of the show, I've, I have no idea, yeah. but want to work with us, right. And build something together. And yeah. it's just um, like, I have like in my, in the, in my team, I have people that, totally after three, four or five years working inside health beacon will be, I mean, they could go earlier. Maybe I, I won't stop them, but like they totally could have the skills, but they'll have the learn a lot from, you know, the challenges, you know, that we've kind of, you know, that, like how we've approached access to market and, you know, access, yeah. you know, there's the, just the sheer challenges of, of, of getting a product, a digital health I mean, tech product into the market. Listen, yeah. to, to each his own, right? Like, I mean, I, I still, you know, I'm going to rewind all the way back, but like leaving out of college, I had an awesome job offer from Deloitte and Touche at the time, right? Um, right. And I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be filing papers in a cabinet all day, right? At the time, <laughs> like, so yeah. I went to a startup, right? Um, and and there I, I had an opportunity to switch 24 hats a day, right? And, and so... Right. But again, right? It's not for everyone, and but there's also tremendous talents that I I'm just like looking forward to scaling your coach to work with like awesome people. We had our ugly uh, ugly sweater uh, holiday party yesterday, so we just had our team. So I had my tie there. <laughs> awesome. Um, what else? Let's talk, what else? Let's go prediction on um, globalization. So I think the. I, I, you know, I'm wondering, and it's, I, I don't have the answer to this one. So I'll ask you is, so we have like, you know, where, how digital health kind of starts to think about, like, if we think like how we know each other, 
we've kind of got this global cadre of, of executives that kind of move around the world. Like they move into the US as much as they move into Europe and, you know, other parts of the world. Like will, you know, will digital health companies really to date haven't really been multi-jurisdictional, right? Like it's been, you know, the success is like either the US or one market plus the US. Um, you know, will we see that change in 21? Uh, so I think from my short answer is no, actually, I think there'll be a couple of, so to your point, a European company entering US or US trying to enter Europe, probably, you know, the, everybody's eyes, uh, is in Germany because of Diga. I I think expanding out, like, you know, some of the like companies like Iora health in US, I mean, it's not easily translatable that model to almost right. any European country, right? So just as an example, right. and those are the bigger guys, right? Um, right. I personally don't think they'll be like, oh, you know, we're going to all of a sudden see these digital health companies going, you know, in three or four markets, including APAC. I, right. um, there'll be some like, you know, uh, uh, wealthy therapeutics that um, I'm pretty sure they're, they're already doing outside of APAC. So in Europe, and I'm sure... They'll be yeah. doing some more stuff in US, right? So right. there'll be some, but I don't see it like, um, you know, like mushrooms anyway. blooming. Maybe it's like the remote monitoring companies, you know, like that, they, they might have more of an option, you know, that, that where it's more kind of device centric, like, you know, because like I say, like with Health Weekend, like we operate in a lot of countries, you know, that you could imagine that if you have some tool that kind of follows some traditional pathway, it can get out to more markets, you know, but yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it'll be... I mean, maybe this is going to be up to the SPACs, right? To sort of pick the, I'll call yeah. them the, the best or the leading companies in those spaces and put them together for multi-market coverage, right? Um, right. I, you know, if you look at Bioformis born in, born in Singapore, right? They've had right. Uh, uh, an acquisition in Europe. They're now, you know, they've expanding yeah. into US. So, but again, I, I don't remember uh, how long Bioformis has been around, but at least, like at four least years. five, six yeah, I would yeah, say five, five years. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Probably. so that level of maturity is just a normal thing, right? Um, right. You know, I'm, I'm actually curious to see, uh, and my prediction, we actually won't see it, but like the Teladoc Livongo merger and to see the fruits of its labor from a Livongo perspective. So Teladoc is already, you know, here in Europe, right? Um, right. I just, I don't see the Livongo model plugging right in easily. Right, both no. from certification perspective and everything else. So I don't, I don't see the the European expansion even for such large players, right, that are merged together. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's like anything. It takes it takes focus, and it takes market expertise, and it takes investment. And if the yeah. payoff is bigger in the domestic, like if you're, you know, if you're scratching one two percent of the diabetes market in the U.S., you know, the question is why go to, you know. Sweden or, you know, why go to Netherlands or why go, you know, so you can maybe make the case for Germany, possibly the UK, you know, maybe another market there, but unless you're just going to adopt the tech wholesale, which most systems don't yet know how to do, then it's just not worth the company's time, you know? Exactly. Um, So international arbitrage will remain very viable, really, if you think about it, right? Like, like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll side with you on this one. Um, yeah. what, one, I don't know, one other one that just jumps into my mind, because, you know, you mentioned remote monitoring, and, you know, chronic disease management, obviously, is part of it. 
I think the whole, um, you know, going from like inactive aging to active aging. And I think, you know, the, the, those type of individuals uh, in that age group are realizing, you know, again, you know, I'll just raise the, you know, the sign already, but um, realizing that staying active, staying. So I, I think we're going to see actually a lot of innovation in that space popping Aging. up. And that's where we're going to see actually quite a lot of startups entering in. 100% because it's, it's a problem. And if you think about even the, the, my comment about the people that are starting this company, they might look more like me and you, right? Like our age wise, you know, um, you know, uh, they, hopefully they'll look very diverse in terms of yep. their, their backgrounds and ethnicity. Oh. But they will be they won't be 25 year old kids that think they're invincible they'll be like you know 50 year old people in a midlife crisis (laughs) (laughs) i wonder who you're describing (laughs) yeah me for the last 10 years but the um but but you know so so what i think this active aging actually and that was one of um yeah rob garber's area of interest from seven wire was aging if you go back to originally he said He's like, I think there's going to be a big play in, in aging. And if you think about the people starting the companies, you, you know, you kind of build companies that, you know, resonate with you. Right. Yeah. 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 So, no, but I mean, the, the aging space is just, you know, this whole idea, like you were talking about, like, you know, the people that, you know, people talking about gut health and exercise and, you know, the capacity for new therapeutics to impact you in different ways that that's going to be a, a wide open area. I'll tell you, we added, um, we, you know, we have sort of categories uh, for health coaches as they register. We added active aging, I don't know, maybe four or five weeks ago. Um, right. And, you know, uh, coaches can actually sort of tag themselves if they're helping with a particular topic. I think yeah. close to 15 to 20% of coaches added active aging to their sort of specialty for lack of a better term. Right. It makes sense, right? Because they yep. have people have capital, money. They're motivated. Um, they're trying to figure it out. And I, you know, you know, like I think my parents' generation, they didn't feel the pressure. Like you didn't feel the pressure to, you know, they just didn't know. I don't know if they knew. You know, thinking about their health right. in a different way, right? Like just wasn't even tools or exactly, exactly. Uh, what else, man? Um, maybe, you know, like we've been chatting for like 45 minutes already. I, I thought we were going to do like a short 20 minute. Hey, you know, okay. let's just put, you know, make sure that we stay consistent. But um, I got loads. Uh, of, I, get, I get loads of uh, comments here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is I, I'll take this. I'll give this credit to Melinda. You know, Melinda, that was. on. Yeah, Melinda. yeah. Yeah. But, you know, she she was talking. She made the comment that, hey, you know, the extroverts are not OK. You know, that's yes. what she, <laughs> the extroverts are not okay. And I, I thought she, you know, I think it's in, in 2021 is going to be the, re, the return of the smile, the return of the smile, right? Like, so I think we're at a mass in, you know, I mean, those masks will still be used when you're in a confined setting, but right. I think we will see the mitigation of mass kind of in the back half of 21. I think it's an easy prediction to make. And the smile will be back, right? <laughs> Either that or see-through masks. So, you know. Yeah, it could be see-through masks. <laughs> it could be see-through masks. But uh, I, I am starting to get invites for conferences for like September, October, right next year. I think actually, uh, isn't Marty Health Excel also some, sometime in the fall? He's got something planning. September. 
Yeah. yeah he's got a, okay. he's got a, he's got a great location here booked. Um, uh, you know, that hopefully and that's September. So that sounds really possible. Right. Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think I probably hit a lot of my predictions here. I, I you know, I thought go, going back to this other stuff, you know, was when we talk about your mental health or whatever, um, I think, you know, people like the prediction about people learning about this, it, it seems like mental health really took center stage. You know, once you went beyond kind of intervention specifically with the, you know, with the, with the plague, you know, once you, once you went beyond intervention, you know, like specifically like an emo, mo, you know, Moderna solving that, then the next area was like, you know, how do we help these people from like isolation and social connection? And I was, I was thinking about, even like us starting this podcast, like, which is like, it, what, you know, what, like, what did I learn? It's like exercise, right? Like exercise, yep. like essential. We saw Michelle uh, Longmire talking about saying, Hey, she couldn't do her job if she didn't exercise every day. Lee, we talked about Lee. Lee Shapiro. I mean, the consistency again with running and meditation. Right. Um, yep. Yep. And then we talked about the, we talked about the routine, right? Routine. And, and then, then a lot of like, I, I had a lot of the questions. If you think about even the people that we know and we're connected with is like, it's connection. I, actually in your podcast, I was listening. Um, I was listening to your podcast with Dan, you know, that you just did. Right. And you talked about how like you can't connect with someone in person, but you can kind of connect with them mentally. You yes. know, that, that, yeah. that is that you, yeah. I don't, tell me what yeah. you're thinking. <clears throat> I, you know, I, I, I think it's, um, I think the virtual connection, the serendipity connections, they can still exist, right? Um, and yeah. you know, sometimes, like I honestly, like um, where, where my head was, there are some people and and routines. They're uh, they're individuals that I'll text them like, "Are you okay?" Because right. mentally, I'm kind of like, "Okay, I haven't heard from that person. Are they okay?" And I think that's probably one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most important things to remember is that don't hesitate to reach out, like. Right. You know, I, I think we all love to hear from other people um, generally, right? Um, and right. if you're, you're in a rut, then it's a, it's a, you know, it's a pick me up, right? Um, and, you know, yeah. I, I think some people are kind of like, well, this person hasn't reached out to me. So what? Just do it, right? Like, right. just check in with people, you know, even if it's right. random. It's, um, so I think that's right. where I was heading a little bit with, with that, but. Yeah, yeah, but you're right, though. You're kind of like, you know, what happens when you're physically with someone in person? It's like, you know, you're you know, you're having a, a cup of coffee at the same time, you're in the same room, you know, the topic's the same. So you're combining, you start to really connect with them and you're kind of in a conversational flow yep. and then you can achieve it virtually. It's harder, it's harder, yep. but you can yep. achieve it. No, it is, it is, it's, it's much harder, especially, you know, um, right. like I, I, I'm going to keep saying this. I miss, I'm a hugger. Like I just miss hugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I just do, but uh, right. anyway, um, back? Say it again. Is the hug back in 2021? I I hope so. Along with a smile, I really, really do. I you know I I you know still my my girls like you know they're everybody's home right, which is you know that's that's actually the silver lining. I mean, my teenage girls, I know where they are all the time, which is great. What else? Um, I actually wanted to hit one for one other topic because uh, while you know we have not hit Joe Rogan status, uh, we are like 165 subscribers. We just hit our 1500th, so 1,500 download of podcast, and that excludes the stats from Spotify, which I think is a few hundred more. 
Um, and Jim Joyce, people listen to us combined almost 500 hours, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> to right. to us. So thank you, audience. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Our subscribers. Subscribers, followers, um, <laughs> you know, fact checkers. Uh, so, right. you know, like right. a shout out to uh, Mike Garrow, you know, consistent, you know. Oh, consistent. yeah. Reaching out and checking. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Lisa oh, just fact checked us on 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 uh, on, uh, on 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 Japanese uh, whiskey, right? So, oh, was he the fact checker on Japanese whiskey? No, no, no. That was Lisa. Uh, but that he's, was Lisa. You know, he's sent a couple of things, which was great. Like, yeah, no, no, no. That's great. In fact, I got to reach out to Mike and see how he's doing. Come back and back to your thing. Yeah, I, would, yeah. I see him quite. I would go for coffees with him in Dublin quite a bit. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, listen, I, mean, I think the, the uh, we've actually we probably pushed up our limit here. People's capacity to listen to us no, today. <laughs> no, dude, I, I think we should make this the longest episode of the year. Just just like let's ha let's have another drink. Okay? <laughs> keep going. <laughs> let's keep rallying it. We have to cover like like so what was the like what was the fun like actually so I, I made my list here of mental health like coping with the pandemic list here. Oh, sorry. Get the list, get the yeah. Kind of not doing we need well to re there. We need to rethink that for twenty. Right, I think it was good. It kept us it in was check. Good. Right? It, we 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 needed it. We absolutely yeah. needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Too, too easy. Too easy. You know, to sit there and listen to someone for twenty minutes whine. <laughs> their life is <laughs> their life is going to shit. <laughs> oh man. But so what, thought, what, what oh, was the list? Yeah. Let's see. No, I, I, so this is my list. And I said some of these already, so I'm going to, I don't want to repeat, but okay. Exercise routine, connection, and then intervention. So I think you've yes. covered that reaching out to someone. Yep. And then the last part is like a bit of like comedy, right? Like fun. Right. Like, so I think our, like, if you think about our combined styles or the, we share a lot of those themes, but it's like, you know, it's like, you know, consistent exercise, a consistent routine, maintaining these connections, intervention like accepting it's okay for someone to say hey eugene let's do a podcast or you saying hey jim you know yep. you know seven o'clock get on this <laughs> get on the show so so we're gonna call this the uh, the the shot of digital health therapy recipe for mental health episode yeah or yeah for surviving for, for surviving surviving turn everything yeah. upside down that's that's yeah, that's what you right. use it's this. like yeah. lots of comedy you know intervene you know constantly and i thought that was i think this act of generosity like in um actually you know i know we just had Mich michelle was michelle was last week was and she talked about how sometimes the companies don't help each other enough right like yeah. they don't reach out to help I, I, you know my experiences i find people do are quite generous i i, I think so too i yeah but she but it's kind of one of those things like you can never do enough right like you you know like like when have I, you done something really generous for someone in this space and felt like it was a waste of time? Like when have you ever done that? And felt like it was a waste of time. Honestly, yeah. never, never. Right. Right. I mean, and the chance of you whatever those individuals or companies take out of it, that's a whole different discussion. Right. But right. Right. Yeah. Just acting generous, giving someone a chance, you know, someone at whatever kind of levels and experience and position or whatever. And, and, you know, and I, I come back like my, like in my, my company's website, I make everyone put a quote. Like I put everyone's face, every That's health awesome, employee yeah. has their face and they have a quote. 
you know, whatever inspirational what, quote. What's your quote? Uh, from Ratatouille. From Ratatouille. I'm and, going, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm going to you website. Know, yeah. The, yeah. So it's about, you know, it's the famous Ratatouille line where, you know, um, Ego um, Anton, Ego Anton, the critic, says that generally, you know, in life, the critic um, uh, takes a position above, above others and judges them without any consequence to themselves. And that's, but at some stage, the critic ultimately compliments the new and realizes that the new needs friends, right? I'm you know, it. and yeah, so it's just kind of, I remember listening to that and obviously it's brilliantly written, but it's this idea that new things need friends and need people that believe in them, that kind of compliment them. That's my, that's my quote. Love it. And it's very Deep. startup friendly uh, quote <laughs> as well. <laughs> Deep on a Wednesday Deep, night. deep. Um, so I think it is officially the longest episode <laughs> right. we've ever had. Right. We've accomplished right. that. Um, we've beat out with all the other guests. So congratulations. Yeah, um, I've, I've um, again, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and the top of my brain for <laughs> dragging me into this. So, yeah, um, no, awesome. and, and you know, and virtual, hugs, man. <laughs> virtual, yeah, hugs. virtual hugs, man. I'm looking forward to the digital therapeutics uh, podcast. I think that's going to be a great one. Hopefully yeah. And I then can. looking forward to kicking this back up next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week. <laughs> I feel like I was kind of like a spying dummy, dummy, you know, like you're kind of, you know, kind of getting your podcast groove on. It was like, you know, I'm Dude, I, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade a moment of this. <laughs> we're, we're, still, we're, we're still going on. So for, for those listeners and followers and just hit that subscribe button and, you know, pass it on pass on the the goodwill and pass on the mental health recipe by Jim Joyce. I love, I love it. Excellent. Awesome, man. Right. Oh, and the shot dot health is now live redirecting to our YouTube show. That's it. Ah, the shot dot health. The okay. shot dot All right. Yeah, that's a better name. Ha the hashtag shot, the shot, the yeah. shot. That was Steve Sanchez's, <laughs> I think, uh, idea. So yeah, that was Steve Sanchez giving a call out. Dude, Happy New Year and healthy one, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk twenty twenty one. Happy New Year, man! Cheers. <laughs>